Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Please building. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Timely hitting is big today. Punching a run in here. Stowball's hit was huge. To give us that two-run lead at the time, you know, again, getting that run there in the eighth, I think was mentally, I think that really helped Gage. I would think he would with a little, just a little more bounce in his step going out there in the eighth with the two-run lead and also again in the, in the ninth. But that's what the game's all about. Don't walk the lead off, man. Timely two-out hits. Do that, you know, with John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a Trigger Tuesday, and here in this hour, we're going to talk about what's bothering us in the world of sports, because there are a few things that are out there, believe you me. We'll have some fun with that later in this hour, but we know... With uh, Razorback Baseball, they got a game tonight and tomorrow up at Baumwalker Stadium against UALR. So a little in-state action as the Razorbacks are coming off a nice series victory over the Ole Miss Rebels in Oxford. And they got a big one, of course, coming up against Tennessee this weekend in Baumwalker. So a nice little homestead for the Razorback Baseball team. So let's talk all about them as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com. And uh, Andrew, as always, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Happy to be on, and I'm uh, looking forward to a good week of baseball. I feel like uh, this weekend is going to be hostile and intense, and uh, I think that the crowds are going to be really good. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. We finally got some good weather. I think uh, I think it should be a fun week. Well, it certainly will be, and I'm sure we'll bring up a little bit of uh, some football and spring game too, because I know you've been covering that. But sticking with the baseball theme of it, uh, last time we talked to you, the Arkansas was dealing with some injuries, and of course with the pitching staff. Uh, it's been kind of hit and miss as far as figuring out who's going to be doing what. They're still working through all of that, but just since the last time we caught up with you, how much further along do you think Arkansas is as far as figuring out the pitching rotation and everything? And also, how do you feel like some of these individuals have stepped up to the plate and been able to take care of business, especially in some big games against SEC teams? Well, I think the, probably the biggest development the last few weeks, or a couple weeks really, has been Gage Wood has been closing games and he really looks the part as a true freshman of a guy that you know you you trust to go out there and close games which is really something I would not have said two or three weeks ago if you'd asked me um, but you know he's looked really good and I feel like he's kind of taken that step forward and is a guy that you know we, we said people needed to step up he's doing his part Dylan Carter gave up a couple home runs this week but he's another guy who has really answered the, the bell and stepped up and given them some huge innings and so you know you can start to see the makings of a legitimate staff with some real roles and guys kind of showing you what they can do. And I think there's still, you know, Hunter Holland's another guy that I feel like he, you know, he had a rough outing against Alabama, but outside of that, he's been as consistent as anyone, you know, in the league. He gives you a good starting spot every Friday. I feel like there's some good pieces there. They still need to figure out exactly what they're going to do with Hagan Smith. And I think that the potential return, and I say potential very loosely there, the potential return of Brady Tiger is another X factor because you throw a big time arm like that into the mix if he's fully healthy, then you kind of got to figure out how you're going to use him and how that affects other guys. But I think the next couple of weeks they really need to under to, to just find out what they're going to do with Hagen Smith, whether that's start him, whether that's close him and try to use him two innings here, one inning there, or whatever. You know, I he, we've seen him have success in both avenues and we've seen it kind of work, but it seems like each week they just kind of go into it not knowing exactly how they're going to do that. And I don't know how sustainable that method is. So I'd, I'd really like to see them get that cleared up quickly. And, uh, you know, who knows what the right answer is. I'm a, I think you kind of have to start them just because 
you're not getting a ton of out of your starting pitching outside of Holland. But you know, we'll see. And uh, but I feel slightly better about the group overall than I did say three weeks ago or a month ago. Midweek games and series, that's always uh, something that you can see that that talent that usually doesn't get a chance to play on the weekends, and now it's to the part of the schedule that features some of the in-state teams. So that always adds a little bit of excitement, not only at Arkansas but around the state. So what, what are your thoughts on going into the series against Little Rock tomorrow or today? Well, I just remember how much people really got rubbed the wrong way back in 2019 whenever they – they got beat 17 to 7 against Little Rock. And I always think about that one whenever, you know, I watch some of these midweek games and you think nobody really cares or whatever. But man, people were really offended when they lost to Little Rock. So we'll see. You know, they've won three straight against the Trojans since then. We'll see if they can keep it going here tonight. But, but overall, I like having two midweek games. And I know some people, you know, when you're light on pitching like Arkansas is, they look at two midweek games to see that as a negative because you've got three weekend games and you've got to use arms to get through these 18 innings. But, I actually like it because it allows you on Tuesday, you can use some of your legitimate arms, you know, like, a, you know, Cody Adcock is starting this game. I assume we'll probably see someone like Austin Ledbetter, maybe Zach Morris throws in there just to kind of get those guys some work before the weekend. They'll have plenty of time to recover. So it's not like Arkansas is just throwing out a bunch of freshmen and they're going to hope they can get through 18 innings with a bunch of 18 year olds. Uh, you know, we're, they're going to be able to, we're going to see some real legitimate arms they can count on today. And then, but to have a second game is huge because then you might start seeing some of these freshmen that they want to get on the mound. I mean, Christian Fouch is a guy that had, he pitched two scoreless innings against Ole Miss in Friday's game two. He's now pitched five scoreless innings on the year. That's a guy you want to get some extra work for, but it's really hard to do that when you're playing against SEC teams and you're trying to just get through every inning. Every inning feels like the biggest deal in the world. So it's, it's harder to find time for guys like that and, you know, some other freshmen like a Cooper Dossett or, you know, someone like that. I really – I think that this – this having these two midweek games is nice because you can kind of experiment a little bit. You can get your starters and your position players that play every day. You can get them some work and keep them feeling good. While also maybe we see a guy like Harold Cole get a start at shortstop. Maybe see Jason Jones, Reese Robinette, some of those freshmen get in there. So – these next two days, you know, obviously the, the, the result of the games themselves don't actually matter all that much, although you don't really want to have an RPI loss like that on the resume. But it should be good to see some of these younger talent, uh, you know, get out there and play while also, you know, keeping some of these older guys off schedule. Speaking with Andrew Ellis of Hogsports.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Andrew, uh, one thing that I know Dave Van Horn was really pleased with against Ole Miss was timely hitting. And, uh, of course, you mentioned Stovall having a, a huge hit. And, of course, Caleb Cowley seems to be coming around as well. Uh, clutch, clutch hitting or timely hitting, as Dave puts it, uh, has been so important and something that uh, you're hoping that they can keep up. But is it something where it happens in a few games, you, it's easier to keep it moving and could keep doing it? Or is it something that just kind of happens every so often or in a coincidence? Because, to me, that was uh, one of the biggest reasons why Arkansas was able to beat Ole Miss in that series over the weekend. Well, you know, you look at this Arkansas lineup, and I think with the, the recent emergence of Caleb Talley, who is a guy that a lot of us had high expectations for coming into the year, and he's finally starting to show why and show what kind of hitter he's capable of being. You know, with his recent emergence, you look at this top seven hitters in the Arkansas lineup, and you feel really good about it. I mean, all seven of those guys, including him, have had their moments and proven what they can do at this level. And, you know, realistically, you're not going to get them all clicking at the same time. If you do, then that's when you really – you know, put it on. You can put it on some teams, and Arkansas has the potential to do that. But you know, I think Arkansas really should feel good about the seven guys they have. And you know, like this past weekend, if Jared Wagner had a little bit of a quiet weekend, and Tavian Josenberger cooled off a little bit, but you saw guys like Peyton Stovall, Brady Slavin pick it up where they had been quiet the weekends before. I, you know, I think that's a consistent theme that you'll probably keep seeing. Where it might not be everyone breaking all weekend every weekend, but I think that among those seven guys. You're going to have your guys that step up each week in each game, and it seems like Arkansas is just, for for the most part this season through 31 games, they've had the right guys step up at the right time, and we've seen different guys be the hero different days, different weeks. I mean, Jay Sporfren's had his hot moments, Kendall Diggs. I mean, the list goes on. They've all kind of had their moments where they've been the one to come up with the big hits, and you look at the lines, there's a lot of guys that are capable of doing that. They still need to figure out some things with shortstop and catcher. I mean, those those positions in the lineup are just not producing the way that they, they probably need to. And it kind of, when you get in these 
you know, battling the SEC, you, you, you really need all the firepower you can get. And that's a little bit of a concern. But, you know, I think it's, it's unrealistic to expect a team, even like Arkansas, as talented as they are, to hit consistently in the SEC against the pitching they're going to face. It's not going to be, you know, everyone's clicking and they score 12 runs and, you know, scratch out 15 hits a game. Like, you're going to need those timely hits. And you're just going to need each of these guys to kind of step up when they get the opportunity. And, you know, to this point, we've seen that, and I see no reason why it shouldn't. I think this, this lineup, especially with that top seven, is about as well-rounded a group as you can find in the SEC. And, you know, each of these guys are all capable of exploding at any given moment. And so we'll probably see it play out like that, where, you know, each guy kind of pitched in when, they, when, they're, when they're called upon, which Caleb Kelly did a great job of this weekend. Andrew, some of what you just said may be some of the things that Arkansas needs to continue to improve on, but to this point of the season, what is it that you've seen that they've done greatly and and they've done best so far um you know i i, I think that the the most encouraging thing is, is kind of like i said the the consistency of those top real really six you know caleb Callie's had his moments in the last few weeks but really just those top six hitters i mean you just know you're you know when you have so much talent like they do and so many guys that are hitting over 300 you know just it just raises the the floor of what your offense can do because you're always going to have at least some offensive production from those guys and so on Friday nights when you have Hunter Holland pitching well and Hagan Smith coming in behind him or however they want to play it, like that, you know, it's just Arkansas is a really tough team to beat just because of how consistent that lineup is and the pressure it puts on other teams. And you know, I think of I think of you know that seventh inning against Ole Miss when Tavian Josenberger gives them a hit to put the you know to give them the lead, give it a four to three lead, and then they're picking they're picking off and they're pitching out, worried about his speed, and he ends up scoring a second run because the right fielder was so concerned about getting the ball in on time. And I think this Arkansas lineup puts pressure on you in different ways. And you know we've seen Arkansas have explosive offenses in the past. They've they've hit as many home runs as anybody in college baseball the last four or five years, and you know had such great numbers. But it feels like this year's group is more well rounded. I would say the last in the last few years, which isn't a knock on any of those previous teams because they obviously had a lot of success, went to Omaha, won a lot of games, but I just feel like the consistency and the, and the you know, versatility of this lineup, they have so many different ways to beat you, and we've seen that play out throughout the season, so that just makes me really feel good about what this lineup can do, especially when you get some of these arms that are pitching the way they're capable of. You know, we've seen it, the pitching staff's been hit or miss, but it seems like when Arkansas has their best arms on the mound, they feel pretty good, whether that's Colin Smith or Gage Wood or Dylan Carter or whoever. And, you know, with that lineup, they're, they're pretty consistent at, you know, at least putting pressure on teams and making them work to get them out. And it's been a pretty good formula, and it's led to them kind of staying afloat in the SEC the first few weeks. Well, you mentioned the series against Tennessee this weekend in Baum, which uh, I think for obvious reasons there's going to be something that means a little bit more to it. But uh, just from what you've seen and, and knowing the matchup, uh, I, I kind of guess maybe maybe a two-parter here, but what do you make of the matchup itself between Arkansas and Tennessee and also – do you think that the the drama, the energy, the the angst or whatever is a little bit overblown considering that moment happened a couple years ago and it seems like both coaches are on the right page and same page and they're fine with each other? I think it's definitely a little bit overblown. I mean, I mean, DBH has said as much in the times he's talked about it since then that, you know, they, they, they quickly hashed it out. Those are guys that have been friends with each other for years and have had a relationship and, you know, worked together for several years. So, you know, it, it didn't take long for them to patch things up. But, of course, that's what you expect when you have fan bases like Arkansas and Tennessee that just want to be mad about everything and want to have those heated rivalries. And you know what? I, I really don't have a problem with it. Like, it's fine if the fans want to really get into it. And, hey, this weekend, Arkansas might need that little extra push from the fans. I expect it to be a pretty good crowd. It's going to be a really fun atmosphere. And, you know, that might end up being the difference. But, you know, when I look at the matchup, this might be the best pitching staff in the SEC. If you just look at the top-level arms, I mean, Obviously, Arkansas faced Paul Skeens, and that's about as good as it gets as far as one single pitcher goes in the country. But, you know, Chase Dolander's not too far behind him. That's who Arkansas is going to face on Friday night. Tennessee has two other starters that are sophomores behind him that are potential first-round picks. And just the oh, and they have some depth in the bullpen and some experienced guys, some veterans, and some other guys with some big-time stuff. I just think, like, when you look at it, this is about as good of a test as you're going to get when you face an overall pitching staff for three games. And, you know, people may look at Tennessee's conference record. They're, I believe they're currently 5-7 and seven in the SEC. But I would not be fooled by that because they've, they've had to really – I mean, they just had to face Florida. They had to face LSU. Had a weird sweep against Missouri that I don't know what happened there. But 
yeah, this is this is a team that's been tested really well, and they've lost a couple series in a row here. But they're they're, they're not a team that Arkansas should ever be taking lightly. And I mean, you know, I, I'm sure Arkansas, you know, David Horn and his staff are, are preaching that exact message. I mean, this is going to be a big time series with so much talent. And so, like, you know, that lineup that I said about Arkansas that I always feel so good about how consistent they've been. But this is a real another huge test for them. And if they come through and really swing the bats well against Tennessee, then it's going to show you that Arkansas can hit against anyone. And it's just going to be further proof of just how dynamic this lineup is. And, you know, maybe they get shut down and they have something to work on. But I think this is going to be a nice barometer to see how this team fares in an atmosphere like this and against a pitching staff like this because, like I said, if you can if you can knock off this Tennessee pitching staff with as much talent as they have, and you know this team's going to be coming in with a chip on their shoulder because they're under five five hundred in conference, and you know they've been projected to do so much. So, if Arkansas can pass this test, you start really looking at the division standings and LSU in the next three weeks. Arkansas has Arkansas could put themselves in a really strong position to you know put them to lead the division crown and have a chance to really steal that from LSU, which would be you know a huge accomplishment for this program. Arkansas currently leading the West, and then in the East, Tennessee is a little bit back in the pack, and they had some big expectations coming into the season. Does And the West, over the past few seasons, and maybe traditionally has been a bit stronger, is this uh, kind of a power shift to the East this year so far? It, it, it's definitely played out that way, and then there's been a couple of huge matchups that have I mean, LSU knocked off Tennessee, but it seems like any time the top teams in the West have gone against the top teams in the East, it's gone in the favor of the team in the East. I mean, Vanderbilt, well, what are they, 11-1 in conference play? I mean, they've just been killing it. Florida's been as consistent as anyone in the country. And, you know, even a team like Tennessee 5-7, I don't think anyone from the West wants to face those guys. I mean, LSU got everything they could handle from those guys. And then you had a team like Kentucky who kind of came out of nowhere to be a team that might end up hosting a regional. I mean, the, the consistency in the East has been really impressive, and I think there's some teams in the, in, in the West. You know, I look at the Mississippi schools in, in particular that have not gotten off to the start they expected, and A&M's taken a bit of a step back. But I, I think it's really hard to win in this league, and I think Arkansas fans, if they just would glance at those SEC standings, they would realize that because you know it seems like Arkansas is struggling each weekend and having to fight for their lives. But you know, you look at the standings; they're leading the West, and they're right in the mix of it for have one of the better records in the entire league and I think it's just a testament to how talented and well-rounded the league is and just how hard it is to win each weekend because I mean you know Arkansas and Ole Miss you watch that series in Oxford it's not like there's a ton of separation between those teams I think Arkansas is the better team and they proved that but it's not like this Ole Miss team is just completely incompetent they got two conference wins I mean if that doesn't tell you just how talented this league is and how hard it is to win but yeah it definitely seems like the East has taken a step forward this year because the West has seemingly been as consistent and as dominant as any division in the entire country in any conference over the last decade or so. Andrew, do you see like a certain win total or series victories in conference, something like that, to where it's like, hey, you got to get to this point to feel really good about hosting regional and super regional, which we know it's, it's you know, they want to win. It doesn't matter where it's at, but uh, I know that they'd much rather play it at home, and uh, I'm sure the University and the City of Fayetteville would much rather it be at home as well. Yeah, you know, we'll probably know more as the as we get down to the last few weeks of the season of kind of knowing what that magic number is because you know at this point last year I probably would have told you 18 wins which is what they got and ended up not hosting a regional so you know who who really knows a lot of it comes down to your RPI and that's one that's one area Arkansas is in much better shape this year than they were this time last year because some of their non-conference opponents last year especially in those midweeks really killed their RPI and they missed a few chances to, to notch some big time victories, but Arkansas RPI is in a really good spot, and you know they, they've got pretty much they've got a couple midweek games here and there. Like this two this two game midweek series against Little Rock is probably going to knock them down a peg, but they're a top ten RPI team. So I think if Arkansas is taking care of business, and as long as they're you know competitive and you know can kind of split the rest of their SEC games, they should be in good shape. But you know you never really know. There's so many teams that are kind of right there. There's not much separation between a lot of these teams as far as resume and stuff like that goes but I, I do think Arkansas is in a really good position I feel like 18 and 12 is always just kind of the the, the, the number in my brain that sticks out to where like if you're 18 and 12 you're probably near the top of your division and you should probably as long as your RPI is not just horrible you should be in pretty good shape especially when you play in the SEC and so I that, that and that probably steals the deal but I think if, 18, if Arkansas is 18 and 12 19 or 11 they're probably in the mix for a national seed which is 
you know, about what they're on pace for right now with the top 10 RBI. So I think Arkansas is in a really good spot. I think this Tennessee series is going to be a tough one. But their next three weekends feature some pretty winnable matchups. They have to go on the road to Georgia, but that's a team that Arkansas could easily beat in the series. So I think they're in a very good spot to kind of, if they win this series against Tennessee, you know, they'll still have work to do. But it would be hard to imagine Arkansas falling off a cliff and ending up not hosting a regional at that point. As we're looking at spring football, what stood out to you from that standpoint so far? Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, it's tough because there's still, there's still, I believe, eight scholarships for this team to fill. So we're not quite getting the full, you know, look at what the roster and, you know, especially on defense. I think that's where a lot of that's going to go, especially on that defensive line interior and, you know, maybe some a little bit in the secondary. So we'll, we'll see a little bit more about how that goes. But I remember last spring being really concerned about the receiver position for Arkansas just because Jaden Hazelwood had been on campus for a little bit, but he was still kind of working his way back from injury, and he obviously ended up being great. Matt Landers wasn't on campus. We didn't really know what we had there. You know, the, the, goes, guys like that at this point last year had not truly established themselves as go-to guys for Arkansas, and Arkansas still a little bit in that kind of a you know situation where they're looking for receivers to step up, but the guy the last few weeks who is just really I mean everyone who's been at practice has come away saying the same name and it's Isaiah Satania. He's a guy that just really uh, you know they when they do the one-on-one drills where they're running against DBs you kind of just notice you're like man this guy gets three yards of separation every single play and he's a guy that pretty much every coach every player that we've talked to the last couple weeks has mentioned his name as someone who's stuck out and he looks like a guy who's really taken that next step forward and is going to be a guy that can really contribute at the receiver position this year so in a weird way, even though you lose guys like Landers and Hazelwood, I kind of feel better about the receiver position than I thought I would leaving spring. And, of course, when you have K.J. Jefferson and an offensive line that's going to be pretty good, it's hard not to feel good about what the offense as a whole can do. I just I really feel like this receiver position is in a better spot than I expected. And I, I think guys like Andrew Armstrong and Isaac Kiesla are going to be solid contributors. They, they might not have a superstar in that group, but I think with K.J. Jefferson and the offensive line, the run game they're going to have, you don't need that much at the receiver position. And so far this spring, I've, I've been pretty encouraged the last few weeks with what I've been seeing out of that group. Well, it's going to be a long time until the football season gets here, but at least we have something to talk about with the spring game coming up this Saturday, as well as Razorback baseball. we got softball. It's going to be, as they say, a woo-pig weekend in Fayetteville. But, hey, Andrew, as always, we appreciate you joining us, man. Great stuff. You can follow him on Twitter at AndrewLS247. Also, check out his stuff on hogsports.com. Uh, have a great weekend, man. We'll see you up there in Fayetteville, man. It should be a great one. All right. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. Appreciate you. All right. Again, Andrew Ellis joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Oddline. We'll take a commercial break. We'll come back. Trigger Tuesday. Won't want to miss that, so stay tuned. At Orr Auto Mall of Russellville, you'll always get more. Shop Nissan, Hyundai, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in person or online at orrautomall.com. Get so much more with Orr. The NBA play-in begins tonight. The first game will be the Hawks versus the Heat at 6.30. The winner of that game will earn the seventh seed and face the Celtics in the first round, while the loser will await the winner of the Bulls-Raptors game on Wednesday. The second game will be the Timberwolves versus the Lakers at 9. Minnesota will be without Rudy Gobert, who did not travel with the team after punching teammate Kyle Anderson on Sunday. The Timberwolves are 8-4 in games without Gobert this season. They'll also be without Jaden McDaniels, who has a broke hand. The winner of the game will move on to face the Grizzlies in the first round. While the loser will await the winner of the Thunder Pelicans game on Wednesday, both of those games can be seen on TNT. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you've got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. 
At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Todd Matthews in Benton, Matt Steele in Bryant, or Gary Elmore in Lone Oak today. With a schedule like mine, I don't always have time to run into a store for things I need. Greenway makes it easy to order equipment, parts, John Deere apparel, and even toys for my kids. And I have 24-7 access to Greenway's dealership right at my fingertips. That's why I shop online at GoGreenway.com. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon, you wish you'd never end. The homemade taste of bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days of being made right. Have you noticed that most ice creams now come in smaller cartons? Not Bluebell. We're still making a full half gallon and a full pint of tasty goodness. Bluebell wouldn't have it any other way. The good old days are being made right now. gallons $5.99 when you buy two or $7.99 each with your Kroger Shoppers card through April 11th. Shh. <laughs> Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupids. Enjoy. <laughs> Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. He's lost his footing. Pena took it away from him. Joseph with the steal. Gives it to Black. Hogs with numbers ahead to Council for a throwdown. Council with the dunk. Pinion with the steal. On 1037 The Buzz. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Bet Saracen is as close to your cell phone. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to betsaracen.com. NBA, M- MLB, college baseball, boxing, MMA, XFL, golf, you name it, Bet Saracen has it. So if you want to follow the odds, favorites, and underdogs, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. Get flash betting, great in game bets, prop bets, and a couple of wagers you can make for tonight Arkansas baseball taking on Little Rock Arkansas is favored by five and a half and 14 and a half is the over under MLB you have plenty of action there all the games going on NBA playing games tonight the heat five point favorite over the Hawks the over under is 227 and a half Lakers eight and a half point favorites over Timberwolves the over under is 233 for the most accurate and up-to-date sports wagering info, you need to be on the Bet Saracen app. It's simple. Just go to the App Store and download the Bet Saracen app or go to BetSaracen.com. Be sure to check out the video of How to Play featuring Jancy Sheets. It is a Trigger Tuesday on here at Out of Bounds, and we're going to talk about what's bothering us. So if you want to let us know, just text in 501-661-1037, or you can also do the Asher Record Life fan feedback. We'll be sure to, to read it out and react to that as well. But few things going on that may be bothersome, so let's go ahead and drop into it. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, it is time for Triggered Tuesday, and what has been bothering me in the world of sports? 
is we know with uh, the transfer portal and the madness that comes along with it and has at least in Razorback basketball and uh, all, all the problems that have arisen from that. But it's what's triggering me is just the fact that people, one, don't always have patience for things, and two, assume things that just, I don't know where you're getting them from. And that's what causes so many problems. Listen, we know that when there's players that have decisions to make, whether they're leaving the program or staying in a program or you're wanting them to come to a program, you know, not everything is as black and white as you try to make it out to be. And there's some things that we all don't have to have an answer to or we don't have to understand. Some things it's just because a player wanted to move on. Sometimes it's just about uh, finding the right piece and, and the right key and, and everything. But I say all that as using as an example like the situation with Anthony Black. Uh, there's people that get into arguments, and I know always bases a lot on social media, but it's like there's people that get into arguments when they're like, okay, Anthony Black has not said he's coming back yet. Oh, because he's coming back. He must be coming back. And somebody be like, no, it's not coming back. No, he is. He is. That's what I heard. It's like, well, why would you think that he's coming back? Well, because, you know, he wants to play uh, for Arkansas and wants to win a championship and wants to do all that. I was like, okay, well, did, you, did he tell you that? Where would you hear that? No, but I mean, that's the only reason it could be. It's just people have to have answers and responses and, and all of that to everything that they need to know about and they know, need to know why and how and all that. But it, that's like that in every aspect. But with the transfer portal or with NIL and all those things, sometimes it just needs to be general. It needs to be vague. You don't have to know everything. But I get that. Why, I get why, but you don't have to. So don't get energized and don't get all pumped up and, and, and excited and, and angry and everything because... Uh, something may happen because you got your hopes up. Like, don't get your hopes up that Anthony Black's coming back because he's not. You're, you're just going to get mad about it. So be patient. Let it play out. Answers will reveal themselves when they need to be revealed. But just don't. There's no reason to get in arguments and get all angry about it when nothing's even happening. You don't even know what's going on. All NBA teams under 60 wins for the season. It's first time in uh, over 20 years. So the last time that happened, 20 years. Uh, what triggers me about that is the thought is that the play is bad because of it and that's not the case you have a lot of skilled players and from an offensive standpoint they're hard to stop 14 teams averaged 115 points per game the league average itself is about 115 points per game it just shows that these teams are playing really good they're highly skilled and uh, the NBA also set all-time attendance marks for fans showing up to see these games so the level of play is so much better and because of that that does create parity where you don't have those teams that are dominant and winning over 60 games and sometimes you even have multiple teams in a season that went over 60 games this year is one that's out of the norm from what it's been in the past where you didn't have one team win 60 games plus but uh just triggering for people to say that the play is not good in the nba because there's no dominant team, and no team won 60 games. Another thing that triggers me, and this is going to be very controversial. I understand it. I understand it's a controversial topic, but uh, I, I try to you know, play Switzerland on a lot of things, but some things I just feel like I can't or I don't want to. But there's been a lot going on with here in, the, in this nation, as we know, with uh, sports and trans athletes. It's a thing. Uh, I know that it, it's, if you turn on ESPN or if you read on uh, various places on the Internet, it's become this thing where they're trying to sign things into law and deal with federal governments and state governments and all that. Just move that aside. Just move that aside because that, that's not what I, I'm talking about because you can spend all day, if you want to do that, uh, listen to the Bill Vickery show. I'm sure he'll have plenty to say about it. But my thing is, is as simple as this. I'm a, I love sports. I love playing sports. Uh, you know, I'm, but you know, there's a difference between the sports when it comes to the male sports and also the female sports. It's not that there's an inferiority complex or anything like that. It's just a different deal, and I just cannot get down with the fact that you've seen already where there's been people that uh, were born with male genetics and competing in women's sports, and then being very dominant in those sports. I feel like that takes away so much from what female sports have accomplished and how far they have grown and how far they have come over time and I'm not even speaking about it from this I know many good have very many good friends that were female athletes at the University of Arkansas and all of them feel the same way where they're just like it takes something away from them and their accomplishments and what they're striving to do because there was a reason why there were different divisions made there was a reason why they were separated because there is just so many different complexities and differences 
to where they needed to be. And you just see a lot of this craziness going on, and sometimes I feel like it's almost in a case sometimes people feel powerless because they don't want to speak up about it. They're afraid about getting uh, in trouble or, or getting you know things taken away from them and all of that. But I just I'm very disappointed in how this has gone and why we just can't have basic fundamental agreements on hey, you know, genetically, biology, physically, like it, there's differences, and it needs to stay that way and stay different because there's a lot of athletes out there that are trying to do so much and, and trying to strive to the greatness that they want to be at, especially in, in the female sports. Let them continue to do that. Let them continue to be on their journey. Because it, it takes a lot for them to get to that point, too. So, again, I know that's controversial. I know that there's probably some people that will agree with me or disagree with me. But I just wish that there was some way we could all agree in the sports world where we try to get away from all that stuff and try to, you know, everybody come together with a unifying stance. Uh, I just feel for my uh, friends that are female athletes and uh, so many female athletes out there, out there that are having to deal with this. But feel too scared to step up so uh that's something that i i get pretty upset by and hopefully they can figure out some way to make it work where everybody's happy i doubt it because nobody's ever happy today and uh, being on the same page but maybe one day uh there'll be some sort of ground where everybody can get together be on the same page compete at the highest level where it's all fair and equal and then be able to be successful in their sports as well whatever that is it will take quite a while to get it all worked out yeah it will it will i know and it's again i i, I I don't know what exactly is the 100% answer to it all. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, this is what needs to happen, and if you do that, then it fixes everything. It's a complex deal because there's a lot of feelings involved. There's a lot of people with different uh, viewpoints on things. But I I just I don't ever want to get to a point to where you see records getting shattered and, and women who have spent so much time trying to build up their own, whether it's track or whether it's basketball or whether it's swimming and diving, whatever it is, they go, go some long way and they lose out on their opportunities uh, to have great accomplishments because of something that's become so political and something that uh, is not right. It's just not equal. It is not equal whatsoever. So uh, again, I've, I know there may be some that agree, some disagree, and that's fine. We can disagree. I'm not trying to hate on anybody. I'm not trying to tear anyone down. I am just wishing that there was a way we could all make this work, all figure this out, while still giving the same treatment and equal abilities and equal opportunities for people in sports, especially when it comes to their physical nature and how they go about it than just you know trying to intertwine both sports because they are different. They are different. That's not a shame. Again, not, I want to make that clear. It's not an inferiority thing at all. It's not. It's different. It's just the way it is. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. But I, I had to say something about it. I just I get tired of hearing about it, and I get tired of listening about it and reading about it. And um, you know, I just like said I'm trying to trying to help out my uh, female uh, sports fans or friends that uh, are going through this and are trying to fight this same battle as well. So there you have it. There is Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. And again, if uh, you want to get involved, uh, keep on with the uh, Arkansas or First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line, as well as you can call in, ask your record iFan feedback, 501-661-1037. We have a Razorog update we'll get into. Uh, some big news. In fact, a uh, former Razorback has been added to the Steelers, I saw. So that's kind of a cool thing. But uh, we'll dive into that, as well as a lot more coming up next here on a Trigger Tuesday on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Mardi Gras Dog Parade and Block Party presented by Hound's Lounge Pet Resort and Spa. This family-friendly event is free to attend and will feature a Mardi Gras Dog Parade, Beer Garden, Hurricane Station, Crawfish Boil, and much more. Sunday, April 16th from 12 to 5 p.m. in downtown Little Rock. Visit BarkusOnMain.com for more information. At Jones & Son, when you shop for an engaged ring, you get the benefit of shopping with the largest selection of rings in Central Arkansas. 
We also carry the biggest brands in the business and now offer our new Jones & Son collection of branded engagement rings. Our Jones & Son rings are high quality at a really great price. Also, they are fully customizable and we can modify any design to suit your needs. We are a direct diamond importer and import all of our diamonds so we save you money. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones, inviting you to shop Jones & Son Diamond & Bridal Fine Jewelry in West Little Rock. Are you a fan of Twin Peaks? Sign up for their e-club to stay up to date on all things Twin Peaks and score free stuff. Signing up is easy. Just visit TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Club to get started today. Are you looking for a job where you can have a ton of fun and make great money? Twin Peaks is the team for you. They're looking for Twin Peaks girls, cooks, bussers, barbacks, and more. Text WORK4TP to 85000 to apply. That's WORK, the number 4, TP to 85000 to apply. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards. Located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. Your joints are talking to you, right? They're saying, hey, something's not right. You didn't listen because you thought the pain would go away in a week or two, but it's not going away. Football legend Emmett Smith knows you've got to listen to your body. And when it sends pain signals, don't wait. Get ahead. Stop it in its tracks with a visit to the nation's leader in joint pain relief. That's QC Kinetics. Yeah, they are way ahead of the curve in this pain treatment business. QC Kinetics says no to invasive surgeries and harsh drugs. They've found a better, natural way to relief, using your body's own healing properties that you were born with, and it takes place the same day right in the office. Before that pain goes next level, get ahead of it. Go see QC Kinetics. Stop it in its tracks. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Tune into The Zone Fridays for The Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Dealing with HR is hard. There are 36 forms new employees have to fill out, a team handbook to read, company core values to memorize, and oh, by the way, you've got approximately zero room to make a mistake on their paperwork. Good luck. If you need help with HR, talk to the payroll company. They can handle recruiting, onboarding, HR best practices, handbooks and policies, payroll, and training. So all that's really left for you to do is take your new employees to lunch. Mmm. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Now that you've taken on that big job, you shouldn't have to settle for the big box. You've earned a trip to Northern Tool, and we're ready for the details. We know all about the little things that make the biggest difference. Maybe that's why they call us a problem solver's paradise. From pressure washers to power tools, pallet jacks to push carts, Northern Tool and equipment carries the brands you depend on, like North Star, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Strongway. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. Fire up the grill this summer with the highest quality of meats from Hogs Meat Market and their new location off JFK Boulevard in North Little Rock. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball way up in the air, way deep right field. Get out of here. Brady Slavens with a go-ahead home run. That ball could have seeded the clouds if there were any above Baumwalker Stadium. Second home run of the season. The Hogs have the lead in the fourth inning. On 103.7 The Buzz. It is out of bounds here on a Trigger Tuesday as we're going to have Tara Talmadge here in about 15 minutes on the show. She's going to tell us about the big weekend up there in Fayetteville. But want to remind everybody about the Rockin' Relief 
that here at 1037 The Buzz, as well as our sister station, The Point 94.1, have teamed up for. And it's going to be taking place on April 19th, which is a week from tomorrow, from 6 to 10 p.m. It's going to be at Sticky's Rock and Roll Chicken Shack right there at the River Market Avenue in Little Rock. And it will be $20 at the door. It will be uh, the minimum donation. And there will also be uh, rare and unique auction items available for bid, which uh, we'll have that full list out to you here soon. But there's a lot of incredible items that are going to be auctioned off with 100% of the proceeds benefiting hungry Arkansans who have been dealing with uh, the tornadoes and uh, lost so many things. And so we're going to try to do everything that we can in our part try to make that possible so uh we'll also be hosting a uh an all-day radiothon uh april 19th from 6 a.m to 7 p.m so all the shows will be dealing with that as well so i we just want to remind everybody of that happening again a week from this wednesday right there at stickies and if you uh, need any more information or anything like that you can email our promo guy chuck chuck at 1037thebuzz.com hit him up that way or you can call him at 501 265 0168. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. And there's a, you know, a, a lot of different things that have been going on when it comes to the relief efforts and everything. But what could be better than some, you know, concert, music, auction items, all of that stuff to try to uh, have people, you know, get something in return out of it, but also have all the proceeds go to the people that need it the most. It's the best of both worlds, really. Helping out the cause. And uh, everybody has been so gracious and stepping up to help the efforts. So, uh, yeah, everybody come out next Wednesday and, and let's raise plenty of money. Yeah, let's hope so. As much money as we humanly possibly can. That will be the entire idea. But we know that with a, a big weekend coming up uh, on the Razorback side of things, there's a few other storylines that have been happening in Razorback land. So let's have your Razorback update presented by True Service. Guys, I've got just one thing I want to say to you. Touchdown, Arkansas! Arkansas wins the national championship! The Arkansas Razorbacks have completed the dream season! On by 90! This is your Razor Hog Update on Out of Bounds, presented by True Service Community Federal Credit Union, where they offer new mortgage loans, refinancing, auto loans, and small business loans. Online at trueservice.net. All right, so for your Razor Hog update, Razorback Baseball will be taking on an in-state team tonight with UALR Baumwalker Stadium. Uh, a lot of excitement surrounds that because anytime you have baseball games going on, it's always exciting. But on top of the fact that it's an in-state opponent and a team like Little Rock that's going to be coming into Baumwalker Stadium, uh, there's going to be some fun dealing with that. So tonight, the game will be starting at 6.30, so at 6 o'clock. You listen uh, right here on 1037 The Buzz. You'll be able to hear Phil Elson and Bubba Carpenter on the call. It's also on the SEC Network Plus. And then tomorrow, uh, the game will happen at 4 p.m. And, of course, 3.30, that will be on Buzz 2. And that's going to be on the SEC Network Plus as well. Arkansas is 20-2 overall at home this season. And uh, they've been just uh, on a roll, again, number five in the country by at least the outlets that we count and that we actually pay attention to. So it'll be a lot of fun, though. Looking forward to that. Also, uh, Anthony Black, which, no, he hasn't made a decision yet, so don't get too excited. But uh, as far as uh, getting named to some uh, awards and finalists and everything, uh, Anthony Black was named Freshman All-American by uh, College Insider. So uh, that's uh, anytime you get a great award like that, uh, it's pretty incredible. But if you look at the statistics and everything, Anthony Black almost, or at least depending on the how you debate it, but had one of the best seasons as a freshman in Razorback basketball history. So continuing to add to his accolades is uh, what he is all about. So we'll see uh, how that plays out for him and what his decision actually ends up being once he makes it final. Now, all the reason to move on because of the fact of having that great of a season and as far as the decision, he may have already made a decision, but hasn't let that be known publicly. Yeah. So nobody else knows what he wants to do. An official decision, if you will, where uh, everybody uh, is aware and he's fully all into it, too. Also, uh, tease us a little bit during the break, but uh, there's another player in the NFL, former Razorback, that uh, has a new home, and it's defensive lineman Armand Watts. A lot of people forget about Armand Watts. He was kind of there during the late Bioma, early Chad Morris era, which a lot of people try to delete that out of their mind. So uh, he got a home where he played with the Vikings, played for the Bears, but now he has signed on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, so that'll be uh, cool for him as he's played in some, you know, some teams there in the NFC North. 
who have, uh, of course, tried to get their defense going there. But uh, now he's going with the Steelers, and he was excited about it. And, of course, his agent shared it on social media. Don't know exactly the extent as far as the contracts or uh, how much money or anything that he's going to be making. But still a cool thing. Anytime you have a former Razorback, and he's signing on with your Steelers, Joe. Steelers are making uh, an effort. And this is like a winning formula for all teams, but they're making a, a better effort of being able to stop the run. They did a, a better job of it last season than they did in the previous two seasons. And uh, they're just trying to get better up front on both sides of the ball. They want to have a power run game from the offensive standpoint. And those are things that help you win games and help you have success in the league. So that's what they're trying to get to, to be able to get bigger up front and younger. And Armand Watts, he helps the cause in, in both of those. Uh, it's not only just about uh, Razorback baseball that's going to be in action, but we know Razorback softball is also going to be in action where uh, they're trying to bounce back after this past weekend. But they are going to be taking on UCA, which is another in-state game, which is going to be really cool to see uh, how that plays out there in softball. UCA is really good, actually. You know, They're 27-8, and 11-1 and in the A-Sun. Uh, they're one of the uh, best teams from a smaller conference this season, too. And uh, they're number two in the most recent mid-major top 25 polls. So should be a great matchup. And uh, anytime you have in-state schools in any sport, it's always going to be fun. But softball, Razorback softball, at least they're looking to avenge the loss that they had uh, earlier this year to UCA. So there you have it. There is your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Real quick before we take a top of the hour update, let's squeeze John, who's in Little Rock in. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, actually, my favorite show on the bus, so there you go. Hey, but, thank uh, you. Uh, yeah, big Hogs fan. Uh, just wondering, you guys may have already mentioned this, um, aside from the Hogs, I'm a huge baseball fan, love the Travelers, and go to a lot of their games. You know, tonight's their home opener, and uh, I just think it'd be cool if you guys could talk about them a little bit each day, even if it's only for like five, ten minutes. Um, you know, it's the only connection we have here to Major League Baseball, so that's really all I wanted to throw out there. Okay. Well, yeah, appreciate it, John. Thanks for calling in, man. Um, I know that uh, we're going to have a lot of partnerships with the Travs here as a station in general. And uh, Justin Aker in the Westmore on the Zone today, I had Stephen Davis, the voice of the Travelers, on today. Uh, so I know we're going to do ticket giveaways. We're going to have uh, games playing on Buzz 2. All season. All season long. So we, uh, we're going to be very well connected with them, and uh, we'll be sure to give uh, some updates and everything that's going on and any moves that they have with the Travs this year. So uh, I know everybody loves baseball, and being able to go to Dickie Stevens Park is always a good time. So we'll, uh, we'll look forward to talking about that and having that going on each and every day and week here on, uh, on our stations and especially on 106.7 Buzz, too. But we are up against it. We're going to take a top-of-the-hour update. Tara Talmadge of HogsPlus.com is going to join us. Always love when she comes on because I'm sure we'll talk a lot of nonsense and stuff that probably has uh, little to do with uh, anything, but that's what makes it fun. We'll have that and a lot more in the third hour of Out of Bounds coming up next. Fellas, need an annual health exam for work, or do you just want to start your year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and if you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health.